0: Today, on this beautiful feast day, we don't know whether to rejoice or to cry. And says because our Lord has gone up from our midst from us. But he has not forgotten us. Last night at Vespers, uh, it talked about the nature of Christ in the heavenly kingdom. How he was purpled in the blood of a human because he had a true body, I guess they're saying, huh? And he sat down at the right hand of the Father because he's equal to the Father. And we know these truths from our creed and the teaching of the Fathers. He did not want them to be confused, so in his ascension, he eats with them and reminds them of the meals he had with them after the resurrection, that he truly had a body and he truly had bones, like we do, but glorified, beautiful. And from that glorified body comes all the sacraments. Every sacrament is the divine touch of Jesus Christ through his power and glory as truly son of God and son of man. One half would not do. God would not give us sacraments without a human manifestation of the sacraments. So every sacrament is indeed a touch of Jesus Christ to fill us with divine life and make us one with his glorified body. As we go through life, the older you get, the fewer friends you have. Young people come among you, and it's great to have the young people, but they do not necessarily understand the mystery of life, how short it is, how unfulfilled sometimes, unless we do God's will completely. And we, they pick a life sometimes, very secular, very worldly, with the prince of darkness, of Satan. And they have a good time, they think. They party, they go and spend their money on foolishness, And they forget God and his holy temple because they think they have a long time. long time to live on the earth. But you never know when you're going to leave. Sometimes I go to, uh, to, usually you're at the clergy conference, but they keep changing the doors. You never know how you're going to get in the door anymore. But anyway, they used to give you a card and uh, you'd push that card and it would open the door it had a, co- a code on it and I used to think about that when I did that was like our soul so when Jesus pulls the cord and the card we're gone and what remains maybe a holy relic maybe a person so holy that what is left, of their remains becomes relics in the church and through these relics we are sanctified. The Christ still works through not his own body but that human body body was sanctified and is a saint. The apostles in a few days will celebrate with them the coming of the Holy Spirit along with Our Lady sitting there They were upset. They'd been all upset through the whole process. The ladies had to come and tell them. He had risen. Peter was scared to death. They met him on the road to Emmaus. They didn't know who he was. He ate with them and they weren't too sure. Sounds like human beings. They would like to have it both ways. Their way and God's way. But you must only have things God's way that fulfills your being and makes you holy unto the Lord like his Son. In the writings of Paul, uh, if you read them carefully, Corinthians, he tells us two key things with many other beautiful things too. One is that even when we're not praying very well, the Holy Spirit prays with us. The other key thing is that when we pray, Jesus Christ prays with us. So in your difficulties and your doubts, your lack of hope and charity, remember Jesus Christ is sitting next to you, not only with the Father, but he's with you. And that happened when you were baptized and chrismated. The Gospel of Matthew, at the conclusion, he says that Go, therefore, and baptize all nations in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and he ascends. A real gift of eternal life, a real sanctification of the individual in union with the Lord Jesus, our King, our Master, our God. Today, we celebrate the Eucharist. It's a liturgical day. We see the body and blood of the Holy Lord, the glorified body of the Lord. People say to me sometimes, what does he look like in heaven? Well, you know, the beatific vision is going to be Jesus Christ. But he's going to be glorious, beautiful. In the book of Apocalypse, it says this about him. His eyes are of fire. And he glows white. His hair is white. And he's all filled with glory. From his wounds come sanctification. And he is robed in power. There's a famous icon in the church of the Age of Ages it's the Father, God the Father but with him is the Son. And you see this magnificent heavenly vision of the Father and the Son and the Spirit all around. That is your God. That is your Savior. He told you how to join him by living a holy life, a prayerful life. So this morning I was reading for my devotion Uh, acts, as I usually do this time of year. And uh, we came across Cornelius, the just man, centurion. It says of him he prayed constantly. Paul says "Pray constantly. That means ponder as Mary did in your inmost being the presence of God within you and even on your worst day, you're not alone. God is with you through the gifts of the Son and the sending of the Holy Spirit. Now, in these next 10, 10 days, we wait the celebration of the descent of the Holy Spirit, the true life of the world. And this frightened again, the apostles will gather in the upper room. And we should not make too much fun of them. We are frightened, too. You're frightened of sin, you're frightened of death, you're frightened that we're not always doing God's will. God's will is holy, it's the only important thing to do. But God loves you. He loved you so much to give you this great high priest, enthroned in glory, to send upon you the life of the Holy Spirit through his sanctified body, Be exalted and let your glory be over all the earth, for it is in that glory that I bathe like the sunshine as a Christian alive in Christ. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.